Alert by Servitor Primus of the Editorium. Due to reallocation of Servitor units to priority tasks, and the Librarian's edict to favour accurate experiential data over the preservation of sensibilities, the Primus issues the following warning. Suboptimal mixing may be present. Extended pauses may be present. Explicit language and profanity may be present. Listeners are advised to apply or seek adult judgment before continuing. Only in death, the secret mission logs of Kill Team Atromatos. Episode 3. Space Marines do not do paperwork. Loyal citizens of the Imperium of Man, heed ye the proclamation of the Administratum as we announce the following factual revision. While any claims made during this episode that the Death Watch role-playing game is out of print were correct at the time of recording, all faithful servants of the Emperor may rejoice that Death Watch has since been returned to availability through the auspices of Ulysses Spieler and his, at the time of this pronouncement, now available via drive through RPG. Welcome all loyal subjects of the Imperium to the first episode of our as yet unnamed Death Watch RPG actual play podcast. My name is Rob Farker and I am the GM of four fantastic players. Folks, if you could go ahead very quickly and introduce yourselves and um, tell us who you are playing. Good evening. My name is Sim. I am playing Brother Avalon, who is a tech marine uh, from the Stormwarden chapter. Uh, my name is Ian. I'm playing Brother Gideon, Devastator of the Dark Angels chapter. Hi, my name's Reb, and I'm playing Gladius Aurelius, the Apothecary of the Ultramarines. And I'm Scott, and I am playing Matthias Vainglory, Assault Marine of the Blood Angels chapter. Thank you very much, everybody. So, um, if you don't know, Death Watch is the, or was the official Space Marine role-playing game of the Warhammer 40,000 universe, and the four Marines just named are part of a Death Watch kill team, an elite special forces unit, even amongst the venerated Space Marines of alien hunters tasked with going behind enemy lines, and even in some cases friendly lines, to hunt down the dangers to the citizenry of the Imperium that are too great even for the mighty Inquisition to handle. Uh, we're going to be kicking this off by playing through the freely downloadable Final Sanction mission uh, so I can get my GM legs under me a little bit. Um, so, guys, uh, I know we had a quick chat before we started recording this episode, but did you have any more questions or concerns before we got stuck in? I think I'm pretty good. 
All right, sounds like I can pretty much take that as the consensus for everybody. Okay then, so let's get this going. If you've, as you've all read the introduction, you pretty much know, at least I hope you've all read the introduction, you pretty much know where things are at the moment. You have just landed by drop pod on the planet Avalos in the vicinity of the main city, which is called Lord's Home. It is a cold, dark, and rainy night. And as you exit from your drop pod, you find yourselves in the now even more wrecked structure of what is a chapel to the Emperor of the Imperium. And... Outside, you can hear the sounds of uh, what sounds like Laz and Stubberfire and uh, the shouts of uh, assorted people in what sounds very much like a combat situation. So, Battle Brothers, what are you doing? I think the only answer is we're running towards the screaming, right? I think that's probably safe to say. Once mm. we, we haven't received a mission, we haven't we haven't been given our briefing yet. So we will do what we can until. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, what you guys know is your current brief is to link up with the Inquisition presence on the planet, uh, specifically Inquisitor Calistradi, uh, get her full briefing on the local situation, and. Uh, work out mission objectives from there. So uh, you have homed in, uh, your drop pod has homed in on the way down on a beacon signal that was confirmed as an Inquisition uh, landing beacon. So you have followed that in and that's brought the drop pod into the chapel. And that is where you guys find yourselves. So... Uh, as you step outside, as said earlier on, the sun has set maybe half an hour ago, and uh, while your Space Marine helmets have sensors sophisticated enough to be able to penetrate even the uh, most darkest of nights, it is also raining heavily, and from what you can see of the city that you have fallen in, uh, there is a space of approximately 50 metres in front of you. As you step outside the um, doorway of the chapel, the door's apparently blown off by the drop pods landing through the roof of the chapel. Uh, a graveyard that is between the chapel and the rest of the city... And uh, two things that immediately leap to your attention. On the other side of the graveyard is a mast. Is formation the right word? As experienced uh, military warriors, uh, you perhaps would hesitate to use that term, but uh, a mast formation of around... 2,000 uh, fighting people um, spread uh, basically along uh, a stretched front of wrecked buildings 
uh, and to kind of paint the scene here, if you've seen something like A Knight's Tale, that kind of uh, Middle Ages, uh, uh, late Renaissance um, London that uh, was seen in that movie, um, a very a city that looked at like it was probably fairly run down before whatever has happened recently hit it. Um, and nearer to you, uh, arrayed along a rough barricade of uh, building materials, gravestones, corpses, and you can even see a wrecked Chimera tank uh, as part of this line, uh, is what appear to be um, a unit of uh, a few hundred uh, planetary defense force troopers. So, um, uh, this appears to be some sort of uh, battle that has sprung up, and uh, it is pitched and fierce. And uh, right at the moment, there is uh, what appear to be a cluster of these warriors from the far side of the battlefield trying to make their way across toward the nearer line at the moment. Is it clear what they're fighting against from where we are? Because um, it sounds like we're not too far from their line. Basically, uh, the nearer line of PDF troopers, uh, the 600 or so, are fighting the uh, the massed force uh, that is 50 metres away on the other side of uh, the graveyard. So these these two units are exchanging fire. Oh, so our guys are in like are inside the church we've just crashed into. Not exactly. Um, they're outside the church, but uh, they've basically erected a ramshackle barricade, pretty much about ten to twenty meters from the entrance of the church that you guys are standing at at the moment. Uh, okay. Is there anyone that obviously looks in charge? Um. Not of this right, side. Uh, on this side. Uh, Who has the biggest hat? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, let's look for hats. Okay. Um, I oh. scan for hats. <laughs> C- commissars are where I'm going with this. I see what you mean. Um, all right, then. Make me, and I am just realising that maybe it would have been a good idea for me to open the skill summary that I put together for you guys How as well. How fond is that Chimera tank? How fond? Fonged. Oh, fonged. Oh, it's thoroughly fonged. Basically, all it's good for at the moment is cover. Um, from your expert eye, uh, Avalon, it isn't going anywhere. And it pretty much... Um, it might, maybe, possibly, at a stretch... Be good for parts. Okay. Uh, right. So we need a transport option unless we're going to wade into a fight right here. Well, I mean, pretty much you are in a fight right here. And uh, keep in mind, um, the width of the battlefield to your eye is around 50 metres, which is short range for a bolt weapon. So, uh, 
Gladius is going to just like, first of all, I think we're going to stay in cover unless we're deciding we're all just going to walk straight out into this because we're going to instantly become number one priority, I think, if we step out the door. If, if I look around at my other battle brothers, does anyone seem to be carrying an Auspex? Um, that is a good question. As far as I'm aware, uh, none of you guys are equipped. None of you brothers are equipped with an Auspex at the moment. But the drop pod has one. Is it removable? Is it Avalon removable? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Now, this one has thrown me for a loop, and I'm just trying to think, holy crap, what's an Auspex again? I should uh, an Auspex is a scanner. So essentially, you said that we were, we, uh, the, the drop pod had said that the Inquisitor's signal was nearby. Mm. Uh, which I generally assume is what a, an Auspex does. It's like a very clever um, sonar, almost. Uh, I see what you mean. Um, in the case of the drop pod, basically it's not a full uh, Auspex uh, in the sense that it's a device that can detect general energy emissions, motion, biological life signs, that sort of thing. It's more just a, a dumbed-down version that specifically looks for electromagnetic uh, emissions within the electromagnetic spectrum, specifically in terms of imperial, uh, uh, yeah, imperial radio transmissions like homing beacons and that sort of thing. Uh, its only job is to um, locate a pre-designated landing beacon and uh, pass that information to the thruster system so that the drop pod can adjust course and land where it's meant to. Okay. Um, does Matthias or Gedeon look like they're gearing up to take charge of this situation? Guys? I'm mostly just surveying the battlefield to see what kind of opposition we have. Yeah, I would say Gedeon is in the same boat there. Okay. Now, I am thinking, I thought I had a Tech Marine ability that let me give everybody a bonus to cover. You do? But I can't yes. find it on my spreadsheet anywhere because it sounds like that would be a really good thing to use about now. You do indeed. Uh, there is a Tech Marine ability called Improve Cover. It should be on your first page, Sim. Character details. Okay. Under speciality, maybe? Yes, spends an action to add int bonus to any cover. Fantastic. All uh, right. Which is a four. Which is pretty darn hefty if you're improving cover, which is basically gives an additional armor bonus. Yeah, so I'm going to invoke everybody gets to dance around the headstones. You're gonna you're gonna bolster the defenses, basically. Yeah, if I shoot this, this will fall there, and if I shoot that over there, that'll fall there, and if I set this thingy off here, that 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 thing over there should fall down, and we'll all be under more cover. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> So I, I think Gladius is going to look out the door, look to Gedeon and Matthias, gesture out towards the battle line and say, 
brothers. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, uh, Matthias will exit the, the cathedral or chapel or wherever we are and head to the first piece of cover and try to determine who the bigger enemies on the battlefield happen to be. Okay. Uh, all right, then. In that case, brothers, can you give me a roll for initiative, please? So, um, unless you have uh, any abilities that otherwise affect it or you fancy burning a fate point right at the moment, it's a 1d10 plus your agility bonus roll. What's the command again? Um, forward slash R, I'm pretty sure. And excuse us, folks, as we uh, roll some virtual dice. I got an okay. eight. Oh, I rolled a one. Yay. I got a five total. <laughs> Wait, I missed the memo. What are your bonuses you're all adding? Just uh, agility. agility. The first number. So I went and got 14. Nice. No. Nicely done. Okay, I got 11. 8 plus 3. Well, at least going last lets me know where to put myself when you guys get hurt. Apologies for the rattling noises in the background. I just realised, yes, it might actually be a good idea to have a printed out copy of the handy initiative tracker document that I put together for this game. So bonus points for GM preparedness right there. Let's see. All right, so it looks like the highest so far is Brother Matthias with a 14. Buff. I mean, if anyone's going to go first, it, we want it to either be the Heavy or the Assault Marine. Yeah. Sorry, Devastator, not Heavy. This is not Team Fortress 2. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Please don't call your heavy bolt a Sasha. <laughs> uh, you do have permission to start speaking with a Russian accent if you want to try and roll that way, though, though Ian. <laughs> I don't know about that. Okay, did anybody get... Let's see, Gideon, you got an equal 12. Uh, Mine went all the way to 11. Is that the eight and your agility bonus? Yes, because the dice hate me. They hate you. I rolled a one. <laughs> you, you, yes. Sorry, what? 
get the ones out now before I'm rolling for healing people. <laughs> oh, well, you know, if there is going to be a leader, he does need to assist what everybody else is doing and then, you know, uh, issue commands appropriately. It's a battle situation, man. That That's Gideon or Matthias. That's what the Codex says. Mm. And I'm sticking with that. <laughs> And I'm too busy back back here calculating sort of ricochet angles and trajectories and cool factor. I just want to keep the biggest brute on the battlefield busy. <laughs> All right, I think then. you're going to manage that. Okay, then. So to give you a quick uh, overview, some of the things you do notice, and I'm pretty sure there actually isn't, having given the skill list a quick look over, a general uh, perception skill. Uh, there is scrutiny, which allows you to assess people's truthfulness, motives, or objects. There's search, which is where you discover things that are specifically hidden. Uh, where someone has actually tried to use concealment to obscure it from sight or notice. Uh, there is awareness, which is more uh, generally about threats or environmental factors. So I think if something is fairly obvious, and considering, again, you are all not just battle-trained, but battle-experienced, you would notice it, uh, there does appear to be... Um, Somebody in, from what you can see, captain's PDF markings. Uh, they're wearing combat fatigues and armor like anyone else, so uh, there isn't a commissar. Um, and whether or not planetary defense forces have commissars or whether that's more um, for Imperial Guard regiments, I don't know. Someone will have to correct that in the uh, law. Uh, a law expert will have to update us on that later on. Um, but, uh, yeah, this person appears to be the one in charge, at least on this side of the battlefield anyway. On the other side, all you can see is sort of uh, massed movement and uh, shouting. Um, yeah, from here, you can't tell. Uh, one thing you do guys notice, though, is that there is a building on the other side of the battlefield, um, uh, an elevated structure that appears to have some sort of heavy weapons team at the top of it, and it is making mincemeat of the nearby uh, PDF forces. So uh, you, from your, again, your experience and your estimation, uh, someone who's going to have to take that down and fairly quickly uh, or else pretty much the local resistance resistance's back is going to be broken. Sorry, could you just reiterate what was doing that again for me? Okay, a heavy weapons team look at firing what appears to be a heavy oh. stubber. Uh, yeah, in... I, just, I, I missed the heavy weapons team part, I think. That's fine. Yep. Okay, in that Case, top of the initiative, Brother Matthias, what are you doing? Uh, so, 
So uh, Scott has actually lost his vocal connection. Ooh, okay. Um, he can't. He can't hear anything. He's gonna have to be right back. Now I don't know whether you want to do the equivalent of weight music um, or something. <laughs> All right. Seems a bit unfair to skip him mm. on the first actual combat of the game. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when the poor bugger rolled an absolutely fantastic initiative. Um. All right. Um. So I was just having a quick look at the machine how about you describe to us what the um How about you describe to us what the enemy guys look like? Okay. Um, Fair enough. It is a little bit hard to tell um, due to the heavy rain, but they are definitely human. Um, they are roughly equipped, and um, they basically seem like a combination of... Uh, planetary defense force troopers um, who scavenged whatever they could get and uh, uh, city folk um, they all appear again it's kind of hard to tell but from what you can hear from all the shouting they seem very much like they are um, it, it doesn't sound disciplined, even from what you can gather. The the troopers aren't necessarily following uh, what ought to be standard doctrine for a planetary defense force deployment. So, yeah, uh, something is wrong with those people. Hint, hint. <laughs> oh, so it would be a back? reasonable assumption that it's a bunch of rando people who have pilfered pdf equipment rather than it being rogue pdf personnel from what you can tell at the moment it could be either but that would not be an unfair assumption yeah battlefield scavenging is a problem are you back scott for now ish <laughs> no worries well yeah, we enough. can hear you All right, so, um, as I was saying, top of the initiative order, Scott, Brother Matthias, rolled the highest, so he gets to uh, move first. And uh, one thing, just in case it was missed previously, there does appear to be a discrete unit of enemy troops making their way across the battlefield at the moment from the far side. And that goddamn heavy weapons team. Yeah. I'm seriously considering spending a fate dice to pull this cover move off. What does everyone reckon? I think it's proper early in the game to maybe do that. Also, how do we get fate points back? Okay. Uh, you get fate points back either at the beginning of the next mission Um or if, uh, basically, your GM decides to be kind. Rule of call. Got it. Yeah. Um, in that case, Sim, I guess it's your call. I just thought if we've lost Matthias again, it um, means we have got something to do while he sorts out his IT issues. Okay. Well, I was thinking that I'm going to move in the direction of the enemy team as, as quietly and covertly as possible. 
for the size of me and see what I can discern as far as layout and format and who's who. Okay, then. Uh, all right. In that case, uh, Matthias, give me a silent move roll. So it's a 1d100 roll. You're trying to roll equal to or less than your... Uh, where are we? Um, your silent move skill, which is trained, all of you guys have it, but one thing to keep in mind is that in powered armor, where are we? Kill team in Simscott Rebel, character bonuses and abilities. Let's open up Matthias's one, even though it's pretty much the same for everybody. Okay, you are at negative 30 to silent move. I would say given the um, the ambient conditions, uh, you'd actually have an easier time than most. So um, make that just a negative 10. So your silent move is based on, where are we, your uh, agility. So you need to roll a 1d100 and you need to get equal to or lower than your agility minus 10. Okay, so that's a 33. And um, what's your uh, unmodified agility, Matthias? I'm looking at a... Let me see here. 44. Oh, just. Oh. <laughs> Dude. All right. Skin of your superpowered teeth. <laughs> All right. So we'll consider that you've made a full move, which would be, um, let's see, uh, your agility is four. Um, in your powered armor, your base move would then be five. So that would be effectively 10 meters. All right. Oh, that is nothing. Yeah, it's a 50-meter line, then they're 20 meters away, though. I thought they were 50 meters away. How far away are they, Rob? Um, the closest unit, yes, they are currently about 50 meters away. So you've been able to um, close up a little bit of range, uh, Matthias. Uh, without anybody noticing you. I mean, it's not like a, an insignificant amount. Like, mm. the closer you get, the more... the, the better your assault jump chances are, right? So... I just need to know if I'm walking into a horde of people with guns and if, okay. or if I can actually hit somebody in the face with a sword next move. Okay. Um, thankfully, no, you're not walking directly into a horde of people with guns. They are still some distance away and they haven't noticed your approach. So uh, let me just... Where are we? Uh, icon list. Uh, there we go. All right. I've just added a little ninja icon to your Assault Marine in Roll20 just to indicate that you have been able to move, um, successfully move unseen and unnoticed. Uh, okay. And uh, uh, I think 
Scott, you said you were looking to get a, a better idea of what was approaching? Yeah, what kind of a battle I'm walking into. Okay. Um, as previously described, it looks like uh, a battle between uh, the PDF forces who have... Um, uh, uh, who have set up the barricade pretty much in front of the chapel where you guys are, and uh, a massed mob of uh, a good couple of thousand uh, assorted, um, a, a combination of uh, what appear to be roughly equipped PDF um, troops and local citizenry. Uh your best guess, it looks like some sort of internal rebellion is going on and the organised PDF troopers uh, who are nearest to you folks appear to be on the losing side right at the moment. Apologies, dog in the background. Um, okay, in that case, Gideon, you're up next. Uh, yeah, about how far away did you say was the heavy weapons team? Um, uh, they are pretty much set up in a building that is right near the front of the, um, of the mass line on the other side of the battlefield. So they would pretty much be within range. Where are we? Um... Yeah, easily within short range of your heavy bolter, which is uh, maxes out at about 74, 75 metres. All right, well, I think I just want to lay into them. Okay, then. All right, in that case, give me a straight-up weapon skill test. Uh, if they are in short range, yep. uh, my so target my target is at ninety two, so that would be uh, four with a forty three. So I rolled. I think that's four degrees of success. Okay, actually, four hits. Or uh, effectively, because you hits. are shooting at a horde uh, of magnitude thirty, um, that would be a target of one hundred and twenty two. So, 50, yeah, so basically, you've got seven degrees of success, which means that all six rounds from your heavy bolter uh, strike, um, which takes their oh, pardon me, dropping things everywhere that takes their magnitude down to 24. Uh, do you get a bonus to magnitude damage based on the fact that it's an explosive weapon? Yeah, um, it's that's right. plus you one magnitude, I think. Okay, so that takes it down to 23. Um, fantastic. No um, shooting. So you level, heavy, uh, level your heavy bolter, um, Elevate the barrel so that it's pointing pretty much at the top of this building where the um, stubber team is set up and you depress the trigger and uh, with that satisfying shake, the heavy bolt goes thump, 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 thump. And um, 
I mean, every heavy, every bolt shell is effectively a tracer shell anyway because it's a miniaturized rocket. You see um, uh, the bolt shells streak away and tear into um, uh, into the top floor of this building uh, with the. Um, Oh heck! If I guess if anyone has seen any military movies, it almost looks like the kind of uh, destruction that you would expect to see if someone had leveled a, a, a mini gun at the top of this building. And there is um, uh, uh, sprays of uh, again. It's kind of hard to tell with uh, all the rain coming down, but sprays of. Uh, wood of structural material and blood and quite possibly limbs um, come from that elevated position. So uh, very nice work, Brother Gideon. Okay. Next <laughs> it's up- a bit yippee motherfucker in here. <laughs> <clears throat> Welcome to the awesomeness that is being a space marine. Okay. I suspect they're going to get to go next. Oh, no, yeah, I think they had the same. I think they had the same initiative as as me. So they did, um, but with a. Oh, pardon me. Uh, they did, but with um, as you have the higher agility, you went first. So um, the horde breaks from its line and uh, attempts to proceed across the battlefield. Oh, they're pushing forward towards us. Uh, this is not the we- the heavy weapons team. This is a different group. So, um, yeah, that's sorry. Yeah. That's what I meant. Like, yeah, the, but there are people advancing towards us. I might not have to use my rifle. Um, Pretty much, although if you want to use it anyway. Um, we'll see. <laughs> I'm very short range of pistols. Indeed. Okay. All right, then. Now, uh, as Brother Matthias pretty much cannot be seen in the words of Monty Python, right at the moment. Uh, The Horde is going to instead attempt an attack on... um, And uh, while the rest of their uh, compatriots are um, attacking the rest of the line, uh, the Horde is specifically going to concentrate on you. So firstly... I think Gideon might be about to learn what a high priority target. <laughs> um, quite possibly, uh, Gideon, the horde does attempt to um, level what appear to be uh, some las shots on you, but all of them go wide, peppering the paving that you're standing on and the cathedral about you, uh, but leaving you unscathed. Naturally. I wasn't worried for a second. 
No worries. Um, Gladius, you befall exactly the same fate. Uh, this untrained mob don't appear to be able to hit the broad side um, of a chapel, or at least they are able to hit that, but they were aiming at you. Mm. And um, once again, the same thing with Sim. Um, uh, they managed to hit everything but what they were aiming for. So, in that case, Avalon, um, you mentioned that you were going to try to... Oh, oh, pardon me, improve... Picking up a fallen leaf that there. Um, improve some nearby cover. Um, there is a barricade line within easy walking distance ahead of you, basically just about three or four metres. Uh, it looks like it could... Uh, at the moment, it's providing some fairly reasonable cover, but yes, you can certainly... Um, uh, certainly spend some time reinforcing it and ensuring that it can... Even, um, can provide even more. So I'm just also checking up on improved cover. Uh, it does take um, a full action to do so. So... Um, yeah, but we're sitting ducks sort of right here. So yeah. I I was thinking, yeah, Mythbusters cross with MacGyver. So we're going <laughs> to jury rig some booms into giving us some, some decent cover here. Okay. All right, then. No worries. Well, uh, just for the moment, and because it uh, sounds like a fun idea, I'll just shift you up to there behind the line of the cover. Um, so I'll give you a couple of metres move. Normally, if it was a full action, you would have to um, stay where, basically stay where you were and um, make your reinforcements. But, um, yeah, I'll let you move up and sort that out. So in that case... Uh, Gladius, it is your turn. Sorry, I completely forgot to push the button while I was talking. How much ground, <laughs> how much ground did they actually gain on us? Because uh, they were at 50 and they approached, yeah. so how close did they get? Uh, roughly five metres. Uh, I assume that I move about the same, or... Oh, actually, no, I've got... Hold on, I've got it written on my... So, a half move at four. Okay, so basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to... So you half move and you can still shoot? Absolutely, you can take a standard shot. So it's a single shot, it'll basically do maximum of two points of damage to a horde. Okay, uh, so essentially, without saying a word, uh, Gladius is going to march out, uh, vault over one of the piece of covers. Oh, it's not even vault, actually, he's not moving fast enough. He'll probably just, like, just start walking. So he'll pull his bolter off of his leg and just start walking towards the enemy line, just mowing down, just like spraying <laughs> in a wide arc in front of him. All right. Um, 
Now, uh, you do, as uh, an apothecary, you have a, a bolt gun as well as your two bolt pistols, don't you? I do, yes. All right, so you're using, and you're using the bolt gun at the moment. I am using the bolt gun because the bolt pistols aren't... Well, I'm not close enough to bolt pistol people yet. Yeah, well... It makes um, it makes me sad. However, yeah. I am going to send. I'm gonna. I think I can fully automatic with a bolt gun, right? Um, you can standard and semi with a bolt gun. And from memory, let me check my wonderful cheat sheet that I did print out. And now, and where are we? Okay, so semi auto is a full action, so you cannot actually move. And semi-auto, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, the same thing with the uh, the heavy bolter. A full um, opening fire full auto is a full action, so it's kind of um, uh, you have to stand and uh, stand and shoot. And uh, by the way, you mentioned not being within range of uh, for your pistols. Um, I think a pistol's range is. Uh, thirty meters. Thirty meters. Um, keep in mind that that's. That's the fun thing about this game's stat blocks. It gives you uh, the standard range of a weapon, but what is considered uh, medium range is from half of that value to twice that value. So you can basically take an unmodified shot with your pistols as a half, or with your pistol as a half action. Oh hell yeah! In that case, I'm just gonna <laughs> <laughs> just. Just, yeah, no no bolt pistol, that's for losers. Uh, no bolt gun, that's for losers. I'm just going to walk straight out, bolt pistol in each hand. You know, they're going to fly up from my sides because mm -hmm. of the maglock poles. And I'm just going to start shooting people just silently, just just cold-blooded killing. Um, <laughs> so that's a, it's a ballistic skill roll? Indeed it is. Okay, my ballistic skill is 50, so I need to roll under 50, but I get a bonus. You do indeed, because you're shooting at a horde, you get a plus 30, so you need to roll an 80 or less to hit. And any oh. degrees of sex... Well, actually, doesn't matter oh, really. come on! <laughs> oh, damn it. So, oh. you basically step out... Um, Swagger down the slope uh, between the chapel and the graveyard, uh, sort of with a, uh, uh, if you think about uh, the Iron Man movies where we get to uh, see your face within the helmet with the um, head-up display uh, interposed between you and the camera, uh, you basically sort of uh, look around at uh, your fellow battle brothers uh, at the line of uh, ragged, exhausted PDF uh, holding the uh, chapel grounds with what they've got, um, smirk a little bit, swagger down the slope, uh, raise your hands with a flourish of your wrists and your bolt pistols leap into them, um, raise them up, sight down, open fire on the horde and can basically completely miss ultramarines <laughs> see brother this brothers, is what i that's... get <laughs> yeah. i'm just thinking maybe you want me to have a look at your targeting systems when we get back to the ship bro 
Mm. There you go. That's what slavish adherence to the codex gets you. It's all that Amasek I drank on the way down. <laughs> okay. Is that top of the initiative? Um, it is. And before that happens, I'm just going to make a quick 1D100 roll because thanks to Gideon managing to do seven points of damage to that horde in one turn, um, which is 25%, they get a break test. And they hold their nerve. All right, then. Did you just say he did 75% damage on that unit in one go? 25. 20. Oh, damn. I, Not, that, quite that was that way more, <laughs> Not quite that high. My number was way more exciting. <laughs> okay. So while they don't uh, attack you directly, the um, heavy weapons team uh, marshals themselves regains control of their weapon and uh, keeps laying waste to uh, the PDF forces about you. All right, Brother Matthias, uh, top of the order, what are you doing? So where am I in regards to all of this going okay. on? All right, then. You have been able to sneakily... Uh, Pass the uh, PDF lines. You're actually now in the graveyard, slowly making your way toward the approaching unit of um, uh, of rebels. And um, yes, basically, uh, you're kind of out in the open, but again, no one has particularly noticed you uh, in the chaos of warfare so far. And who is getting attacked presently as far as my allies? Okay, well, the approaching unit attempt to attempted to attack um, uh, your battle brothers Everyone. and completely failed to do so. So, uh, yeah, aside from that, pretty much everybody is getting um, att uh, attacked directly, but uh, your main area of focus is this approaching horde. And is there a large creature or, you know, seemingly more intimidating than the rest type of character within the approaching horde? Um, not just, not that you can tell, no. It's basically just a mob of foot troopers. And how, how many meters would they be from me? They would be... Uh, basically, they would be roughly 40 metres from you. Forty metres is still a bit far. <laughs> it is. Um, just trying to think what the maximum range on your jump pack would be if you made a charge. With Wings of Angels, I can apparently add 20 metres to my charge with my solo mode ability okay and then i have my um 
I believe it's my trappings as well. I'm not sure if that changes anything. Let me check here. Um, I thought that mm. they had approached us some meters as well. They had, yes. They basically made a, um, a rough move of about six meters. They're not that quick and had opened fire. And, well, that didn't work out so well for them, so they might do something else in their next turn. Um, so, yeah, with your chapter trapping, Brother Matthias, um, you get to add plus one to damage if you make a charge and your attack as part of that charge hits. Yes, and then I have a solo mode ability, uh, Wings of Angels, which also adds a damage to a charge and apparently gives me 20 meters additional. All right, then. So let's just work this out again. Very... That's sexy. Mm. We are totally renaming his character to Twinkle Toes, right? <laughs> oh, God. If anyone is going to have a nickname for the rest of their battle brothers, it's Avalon. Absolutely. We're not calling him Twinkle Toes. <laughs> his name is Brother Twinkle Toes. <laughs> Okay. All right, so a jump pack allows you to double your base movement. Now, you, with your agility bonus, uh, Brother Matthias, your natural base movement is four. You get a plus one because of your power armor, which takes it to five. Um, and doubled with your jump pack, that is ten. And that's for base movement, which would be normally a half move. If you uh, make a charge, that is three times your base move, which is 30 meters, plus 20 with Wings of Angels is 50 meters on a charge. So if you charged now, you would hit that horde no problem. And I could attack as I charge, could I not? That is the point of a charge. It is specifically a mover intended to get you into close combat and making an attack. So a charge is considered a full action. It gives you a plus 10 bonus to your weapon skill when you actually reach the enemy and uh, make that attack. And uh, so that's what I want to do. I want to engage my jump pack, engage my um, wings of angels, solo mode ability, draw my sword and charge the enemy. And if it works out, there's also the terror be thy friend from my armor, which does the whole fear thing. As well. Oh, God, doesn't it? Yes. All right, then. So, Brother Matthias, you ignite your jump pack. Draw your sword and get a quick glimpse of the inscription on its casing uh, in Omnibus Excelsior. And you go from your previously hidden position. I'm going to have to take the ninja marker off your thing, unfortunately, because of that. Ooh, but the, is that a meteor one? That'll do. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you ignite your jump pack and in an arc of fire, like uh, some sort of insane meteor that has come up 
uh, oh, not a meteor, what would be right? Like uh, an uh, an ejection from a volcano. You go screaming up off the ground in this graveyard through the air, come smacking down straight in front of this horde. So I tell you what, make your attack roll first. So give us a 1d100 roll. If we don't have ACDC blasting over comms at this point, I'm going to be really disappointed. <laughs> oh, 22, so there's definitely a hit. Uh, what is your normal weapon skill? It's 55. Okay, so that's plus 10 is 65. That's four degrees of success. All right, then, give me a damage roll with your chain sword. Which would be, where are we? Um, it's normally 1d10 plus 3. So it would be, what would your, what's your strength bonus for Brother Matthias? Four. Four, okay. Um, and that's with a, uh, your strength is 40 something, isn't it? Yeah, it's 44. Okay. With your unnatural strength, that is doubled, so that's eight. You get a further plus two from the strength enhancements of your power armor, which is 10, and plus three from the chainsword itself is 13. So, uh, yes, that down, without having to roll an extra die, that bypasses um, the armor and toughness of of the, well, actually, from what you can see, uh, by and large, this horde isn't really wearing anything that could be uh, passably called armour. If you'll just excuse me for a couple of seconds, I have a dog who wants to be um, let out of the computer room, so I'll be back in just a sec. So am I rolling like a 1d10 plus 13? I think there's like the a minimum damage threshold in order to do damage to a horde, and uh, with all your bonuses, you I think you automatically pass it. So I don't know that you even have to roll damage. Pretty much, it's the same thing uh, as hitting anything else. Uh, as long as you exceed the target's armor and toughness, um, and of course, an Astartes chainsword or Astartes chainsword, I suppose it's meant to be said, um, has an armor penetration of three so if any of these fools were armored they would be um uh that would apply to that but they aren't so it doesn't and just to confirm what happens when you hit a horde in melee here we go uh a space marine inflicts one hit for every two degrees of success on his weapon skill test. Melee weapons with or melee weapons with the power field quality inflict one additional hit. Your weapon is a chainsaw; it doesn't have the power field quality. But um, that was, I think, I'd said uh, four degrees of success. Yep. All right. So that does.
Okay, three points of damage to the Horde. And just for the fun of it, because um, not only has a Space Marine landed in their midst, but uh, um, remind me, Scott, of it. tell us a little bit about your particular suit of powered armor. What is it about it that makes it so terrifying? The chest plate uh, glows red and screams as I engage in battle melee combat so as long as i am engaged in combat hand to hand or melee with somebody this suit of armor just glows and screams at them <laughs> so not only are they intimidated by the the snarling roar of your chainsword as you lay about you with it um but your very armor itself is a terrifying presence. I mean, aside from the fact that it's a friggin' space marine. Uh, I always pictured it to like just this this guy on a jump jet, like the personal jump pack, just bolting toward whoever he is about to attack with the chainsword out and the armor just glowing red. He'd basically be like a fireball hurtling toward whoever he's attacking. And then just <laughs> this ungodly scream emitting from his armor as he just jets toward whoever he's about to attack. Believe it or not, this horde is able, even in the terrifying presence of your assault armor, able to hold their nerve. Are they wearing brown pants? <laughs> that's anticlimactic yeah in this mud who could tell who could tell um all right then uh gideon you're up next uh well i think gideon is a, a man of focus and he's going to keep hammering at that heavy weapons team until it's dust all right, then. So with a full auto, uh, you're adding 20 to ballistic skill plus a further 20. Uh, let me see. Um, actually, no, that no longer counts because the horde has been knocked below a magnitude of 30. And you need to have that minimum there in order to get that hit bonus. So um, you're basically rolling your ballistic skill plus 20 to hit with your full auto attack. Uh, plus 20. Okay, that would be 112. So I think that's... 505. Uh, 4. I think it might be... 5. 65 and 5 is 100. No, you're right. Uh, 4. All right, then. So once again, you depress the trigger of your heavy bolter and uh, it rules forth another volley of bolt shells which streak into uh, the upper floors of this structure where this heavy weapons team is located. Um, where are we doing? Uh... That's four hits, plus one, because you fire an explosive weapon. Um, that takes them down from 23 to 18. 
All right. So once again, you managed to lay into the heavy weapons team on the top floor of this building. Uh, again, it's a little bit hard to tell with all the dust you kick up, but you have certainly done them some damage. Uh, it doesn't appear to have been enough to actually... Uh, reduce their combat effectiveness to nil. Uh, they are still up there. Okay. In that case, it is now the Horde's turn, and they are having... Uh, actually now having a Marine in their midst um, who has just taken down a couple of their number. Uh, they attempt to... Uh, Mob you. Attempt being the operator. Oh, precisely. Very, very much attempt, I would say, Brother Matthias, but uh, uh, we shall make... a quick roll and put a space between the... Uh. Well... Okay. You rolled at B zero. Yes. Uh, Same mistake I made last time. Yeah. Um, Matthias, you, you experienced the... Um, I'm not sure if you've ever really... You've probably been here before once or twice when you are surrounded by uh, a seething mob of the enemy. Um, probably the only time you've really been in a situation like this is up against perhaps uh, a force of orcs. Uh, when and in that sort of situation, you would have something to worry about. Um, hey, oh, wait, wait, wait! That dice roll was wrong. You dial. You rolled a D zero, not a D one hundred. Ah, I did too. Hang on a second. Uh, I, I was frightened there for a whoops. moment. It was terrifying right up until uh, Ian pointed out that you missed a one. I did miss the one. Okay. Nonetheless, having re-rolled. Um, practically, it makes no difference. Uh, you can hear uh, the clatter of knives and clubs and the dull thud of fists against your armour, and you sort of you get swayed a little bit by people who have grabbed a hold of you and are trying to pull you over or uh, push you back. And, yeah, it's... It, it's like standing in a gentle rainstorm, frankly, which hell you are anyway. Um, I'm caught in a mosh pit. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. Even then, a mosh pit. It's a mosh a pit at a person, Smith's concert. Yeah. Hmm? It's like a mosh pit at a Smith's concert. Yeah, basically. Hmm. <laughs> so, yes, you have... Uh, absolutely no problem. Um, what, some of the mob are going to try taking another snapshot at Gideon. This time, actually, they do manage to land a shot. So, uh... Um... Let's see, with a 71 on the hit location table, and that would probably be a handy thing to have printed out and handy. I'll have to make keep it's that right in mind leg. for next time. It's the what? Right leg. 
Right leg. Okay. Um, so, uh, a las gun has a penetration of one, so that reduces your armor down to seven, I believe. Avalon's cover. Good point. Uh, it's not back to my turn yet, so I haven't done a full action on it. Uh, also, no, you, get, um, you get a full action every turn, right? Uh, I, I thought you had she, actually done that. If we say she didn't move... Um, yeah, oh, I haven't come I up with a cover value, uh, but let's say for argument's sake, if she actually didn't move, she stayed where she was, which is right next to Getty, which actually kind of makes sense. There was a rough barricade in front. Um, yeah, uh, the cover basically absorbed, between the cover, it absorbed the hit and your armor, so, uh, uh you are unscathed. Well, that's so good to know. It's alright, nice you can buy early. me a pint later. <laughs> alright then. Uh, which means that, Avalon, it's your turn. Okay, so I got a little bit confused about how that uh, ability worked. I thought it would take the whole action to kind of put into place and then I could start shooting some people. But is mm. it immediate at the end of kind of my turn and does it last is it something i'm going to have to spend an action on every single round of combat okay um from my reading of the rules all it says is that it takes a full action to put into place i tend to assume it's kind of reinforcing and improving something that is already there so once you do it for a full action it counts as done um okay awesome i have a bolter right let's shoot some dudes Sounds good to me. Now, um, are you going to uh, make a semi-auto with your bolter, or are you going to try moving and just take a single shot? It doesn't uh, really matter. More because bullets, more fun, right? Indeed. And you're within short range anyway with this weapon, no matter what you do. So, um, uh, yeah, give us a, a D100 roll to hit. We almost did what you did and did a D zero. <laughs> okay. So what's your ballistic skill? Ah, uh, thirty-eight. Okay, with a plus ten. That would be 48. So, unfortunately, uh, you use up three rounds of ammunition and you miss. Does this count as short range? Oh, that's right. It does, too. So, that would be another plus 10. Um, uh, oh, yeah. And uh, that would be one regular hit. Uh, you don't have enough degrees of success to uh, score an extra. I'll take that. I, I hit a thing, right? Uh, you did indeed. So you level your bolt gun, squeeze the trigger, um, feel the vibration up your arms as uh, the three-round burst uh, races across the battlefield and you do hear a little bit of extra screaming. Awesome. Mm. Um 
yeah, to answer your question in the chat, Gladius, uh, normally, yes. Um, that would, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, um, normally you would roll 1d10 plus 9 twice and pick the best, but again, as long as the minimum damage exceeds the Horde's armor and toughness, which at uh, a minimum of 10 it does, there's... Uh, Extra damage on the dice doesn't count toward extra damage to a horde's magnitude. So at this point, there's no need to roll. Okay. So in that case, Gladius, uh, after having lost a little bit of your machismo in the last turn, what are you doing now? Well, I believe it's second verse, same as the first, except without moving this time. <laughs> so I was uh, I was poking through the book. So the book rules on semi-automatic fire says that if you have two pistols, you can fire them both. Mm -hmm. However, it specifically says you need the two-weapon fighting feet to fire two weapons in the same turn. So I'm going to ignore that. I'm just going to do one of my pistols, uh, basically... Again, full uh, like a semi-automatic spray into the crowd because um, they're not close enough for a frag grenade yet. Mm. Um, yep, yeah. or more. Pretty much, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Okay, give me your roll, sir. Oh, wrong, oh, wrong, hang on a second. That's a one d ten. Damn it, you got everybody's hopes up there for a sec. I was getting excited. I wish you could program macros into uh, the sidekick bot. Unfortunately, you can't. Because pretty much still a good much ahead. Yep. Um, and so what's your weapon skill? Plus 10? Uh, 60. 32, 42. Okay, so that is three degrees of success. So for every two you get Which next is, hit. Yeah. So I go up to... Uh, I get two hits. Mm -hmm. And each of those does a bonus magnitude for it being an explosive weapon and a bonus damage because of my uh, the machine spirit in my armor being designed for killing hordes. Oh, very nice. Okay. Whatever, whatever I would do... And then an extra two magnitude twice. Wow. So basically with one uh, spray, you would get one hit plus one for your degrees of success. Um, and then plus, uh, yeah, plus four. So bloody heck, that horde has had to um, take eight points of damage pretty much all up so far this turn. I'm not going to make any pithy comments. It's just, no. <laughs> just going to stay quiet, gun people down. Absolutely. That's what I do. <laughs> I, think, I think you've just uh, got some of your swagger back there. Okay, so end of that turn. I'm a smurf. I never lost the swagger. All right. 
So I guess that's top of the initiative again. It is top of the initiative. Oh, yep. And once again, this horde who has been charged by a fearsome assault marine and taken bullets from uh, two other marines is holding its nerve. So, speaking of that horde, Matthias, you are still stood in the midst of them. What are you doing? I'm going to hack and slash at whoever's grabbing a hold of me and, and trying to, to bring me down here. No worries. So, laying about you left and right with your chainsword. So, uh, one option that you do have while you are doing this uh, is to make what's called an all-out attack. It's a full action. Uh, it means you're rolling your weapon skill, trying to get equal to or less than your weapon skill, plus 20, but it means that you cannot dodge or parry uh, with your reaction roll. Then again, as you're up against a horde, uh, I'm pretty sure you don't have that option anyway. I say let's do it. Okay. Give me a 1d100 roll, please. Good, that's a... Th so a 38, and what's your um, weapon skill again? 55, so plus 20 would be 75. Uh, plus 10 in... Uh, actually, it is plus 20, so 75, 48, 58, 68, that's three degrees of success. Um, and let me just double-check what happens when you go into melee with a horde. Yes, it would help if I had a... I'll have to make sure that, that gets added to a summary. Um, inflicts one hit for every two degrees of success with his weapon skill test. So that is, once again, two more hits which bypass that horde's magnitude. So... Yes, uh, you swing your roaring, snarling chainsaw left and right, um, severing limbs, cutting arteries, and uh, covering your power to armor with blood and clearing yourself a little bit of an area around you, uh, which ought to give them something to think about. Were they that smart anyway? Okay, next in the initiative order, Gideon, Do once I, more. It, hmm? Does my fear roll come into play here? Um, do, they, do they run and scream? That is a good question. They have already... Uh, I think basically they test once, and if they are... Uh, fear comes into effect when a priest is confronted... By a frightening adversary, he must make a fear test. If the PC, uh, if the character passes this test, and then he may continue to act as normal. So, um, pretty much no. I think, from the looks of things, it's a one-shot roll. If it works, then they might have a chance to snap out of it later on. But if it doesn't, um, yeah, you're still there, and um, they have. Uh, they know what you are, and they've found their nerve against you. Perfect. Okay. 
Um, all right, Gideon, your turn. Uh, let's do one more game. I'm going to keep firing at this uh, heavy weapons team until there's nothing left. Okay, once again, uh, give me an attack roll. So uh, full auto versus your ballistic skill plus 20. Uh, still plus 20. That's yep. uh, looking for 112. So that should be 6 Ten. degrees of success with a 50. Fantastic. So that is... Uh, that hits your maximum of six hits with your six um, full auto bolter rounds. Plus one for explosive weapons. Exactly. Good point. So that is seven hits in total. Uh, and let me then make... Once again, you squeeze your trigger, sending off a six-round burst into the top four of this building, but um, whatever you did this time, as the uh, spray of masonry and blood and giblets kicks up, it must have had some sort of effect, because this time you can actually hear quite a lot of screaming, not accompanied by the shouting that you've heard previously, uh, as some of the members of this team try and hold the rest together. This time it's just... Just random screaming, God, it's too much, run! Get out of here, run! And um, through your enhanced optics and through the rain, you can basically see the remnants of this heavy weapons team scrambling. They're not even bothering to demount their gun. They are, even some of them just leap straight off the top of the building in desperation and uh, unfortunately they're too far away for you to hear uh, the satisfying thuds as they uh, uh, as they hit the ground but that's uh, a shame yeah you'll just, you'll just have to comfort yourself with the knowledge that uh, uh, the those traitors did meet an uncomfortable probably met an uncomfortable and most likely painful end anyway All right, then. So, that takes us to, uh, once again, the horde that is mobbing uh, Brother Matthias continues its assault on him. Um, and... Uh, again, Brother Matthias, you are you are struck that despite the fury and frenzy of this mob that is trying to get to you, um, you are uh, one of the Emperor's mighty angels of death, and what what pathetic efforts they can muster uh, are as nothing as compared to um, the protection that your Emperor has vested in you with this suit of mighty powered armor that you wear. Um, Gladys does he get a reaction by the way? Um, he doesn't because he did an all-out attack. So, no dodge or parry. Not that it really matters at the moment. They're, um, they're doing nothing to him. Um, yes, you do get one per turn. Um... 
So if there is something else that you can do for a reaction, pretty much generally, at least on the summer I put together, uh, reactions generally are dodges and parries, at least in combat anyway. Uh, if there is something choose laughter. Laughter is my reaction. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> what Classy, really classy. What an interesting contrast between the scream of your power armor and the... Uh, <laughs> Um, uh, the, the strange uh, jolliness of, your, of the laughter of this god of death standing amongst them as their puny efforts to bring it down are all for naught. Naught! Um, in the meantime, uh, as at the moment, um, uh, Brother Gideon is pretty much identified as... Uh, the greatest hit. Um, well, a 10 is a hit, and it's a head hit, but um, I think between that cover and uh, your armour, which I think is what on the head is 8, eight. minus 1 from the penetration of a lasgun would be 7. I mean, even without the armour, your toughness bonus would reduce... Um, Anything that would get through. Um, oh, what is your toughness bonus by? Just, just for argument's sake, let's say. Uh, with unnatural toughness, it's eight. And uh, Alaskan, I think, does one d ten plus four. So the maximum damage it can do is fourteen minus your armor is seven minus your toughness bonus. Yeah, you're just too hard. And my extra cover bonus. Exactly. Even you know, even without that extra cover, <laughs> we should all be laughing, except mm. for Gladius. He's laughing on the inside. He just yes. doesn't. He's a. Uh, he's experiencing a, a a quiet satisfaction. I suppose we could say this this taciturn ultramarine who has uh, been scarred from previous battles. I'll just be. Uh, Hearing him once we get back to base for that miss at the beginning, though. <laughs> we shall see. Okay. Brother Avalon, it is now your turn. What are you doing? Um, I'm just thinking, Do a, they're still too far away for me to smack them with my hammer, are they? Um... They are. What would be your run or your charge? So if you take it's on your... the combat, yeah, it's my on the combat page. Then. Run is eighteen. My charge is nine. No worries. Now, uh, uh, just to check, what's your agility? Yeah, the dice hate me. Thirty-six. 36, okay. So your agility bo that's where your agility bonus 3 comes from. You get a plus 1 because you are in Space Marine armor, so your base movement while in armor is actually 4. So your charge would be 12 meters, and your run would be 24. So you could potentially... Uh, where's that ruler thingy? Uh, okay... Uh, you could potentially, from your eye, uh, 
make a run and dash out into the battlefield and then uh, make a charge as your next uh, as your next action and you would be you would say you would be within hand-to-hand range of that horde so uh, what do you fancy doing the other thing is i've got these like frag grenades burning a hole in my pocket right well, you do too do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> but I'm also um, sort of cognizant that Gideon would probably have my face if I hit him with a frag grenade, right? Uh, Gideon or Matthias? Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna chuck, chuck a grenade. Lob the grenade because the team I'm fighting isn't killing me. You might as well. <laughs> okay. Yes, you someone needs to hurt the space vampire. Did somebody order a mob soup? <laughs> Extra chunky. Okay. So when you lob a grenade. When you lob a grenade, you do things that are grenady and of lobbingness. Where the hell? I know they're treated. Do they, do they do enough damage to even pierce Space Marine armor? For argument's sake, let's see. Because, um, dude, grenades. like every every area he has is damage reduction sixteen. Hmm. Um. Two D ten plus two. So potentially. If oh, okay. Okay, I roll the so, uh, so range okay, range on a grenade is strength bonus times three. So uh now what's what is your in case it's not broken down, what's your strength bonus on your character sheet? It's four. Okay. So times two, that's eight, plus two from your armor is ten. Alright, so yeah, standard weapon rules. Uh, maximum medium range would be 60 meters. Yeah, no problem. So if you have not already, please give us... There we go. Um, I made a big it? boom! Hang on a second. Can you give me not a 2d10, a 1d100? Actually, that's... No, I'll let you re-roll that one, otherwise that'd be a 99. So that would be a miss. Fifty-six. Okay, and your ballistic skill um, is thirty-eight. Okay, so unfortunately, that is still a miss. What do I get bonuses? Because I'm awesome. She up and hit me with a grenade. Uh, she might have. Um, can you give me a 1d10 roll, please, at Brother Avalon? Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Do it. Don't hit the space vampire. Oh. <laughs> okay. Low is good in this system, right? Brother Avalon, I have good news. Yes, the Marine did scatter. Okay. And then can you... Uh, give me a 1d5 roll, please, Avalon. 
please don't blow up his head. Okay. Three. So it goes three meters that way. Suspense is killing me. <laughs> and how big is the blast radius on one of these bad boys? Blast four. So I think, and it was probably going to happen no matter what, because um, with a blast of four, uh, you probably would have been uh, in its radius regardless. So special weapon abilities. Wait, uh, did Avalon just blow herself up? No. Yay! Oh. No, it. Um, she basically made the lob. She missed. Uh, on a roll of a one, it basically goes uh, northeast. Uh, sorry, no, northwest. And the D three, the D five roll was how many meters it scattered by. Um, anything, anyone within the weapons blast radius is hit in meters. Uh, roll hit location and damage individually for the person. Uh, for each person affected by the blast. So, firstly... But did I, did I miss and hit any of these mobs? Actually, you did. Um, so, it scattered, but with the blast radius of four, both Matthias and uh, the Horde were still covered by the blast radius. So, firstly... I don't think I'm going to get told off at the end of this fight anymore. <laughs> All right, so let's see. Blast weapons. A blast weapon that hits a horde hits a number of times equal to its blast value. So a grenade with blast four will automatically hit four times if successfully lobbed into the horde. Okay. Um, in that case, Sim, can you give me uh, a roll of 2d10 plus two and it's explosive... Um, Can I keep my two nines from before? Oh, oh, will I be kind? Will I be nah, kind? nah, re-rolling it. I'll re-roll right. it. Why not? <laughs> I was tempted. Can I right. get ten? Yeah. Go to the point. Seventeen. Okay, so yes, that is definitely enough damage to bypass their toughness. So you do five hits. Plus one because explosive? Uh, including plus one because explosive. Okay. Um, all right. Cool. Um, now, Ooh. for the other side of the equation, can you once again give me a 2d10 plus 2d... Actually, no stuff, it will say the 17 stands. So, um, Brother Matthias, uh, do these things have a frag grenade? Good, they don't have a penetration. And your hit roll, Brother Avalon, was... Where are we? It was a, a 56, which turns into a 65 on the hit location table, which comes Body. out as a, a what? Body. Okay. So that means you get the full protection of your armor. 17 minus 10 comes out to 7, and uh, subtract your toughness bonus from that.
I think it's good chances it's going to be eight. Pretty sure. Yeah, it's eight. Okay. Well, you might have um, a couple of nicks that might pass for bragworthy scars from combat, but um, beyond that, yes, um, uh, the grenade made mincemeat of the horde, but um, uh, did uh, did nothing to you. Darn. <laughs> there you okay. go. More of a fragmentation shower. Okay. Uh, that brings us to Gladius. Who's still alive? Mm. Is that horde still there? It is, yes. Uh, there's not as many of them left as there were previously, but yes, they are still there. I'm going to curve my arc of fire towards the ones that are still there. Once again, semi-automatic. <laughs> okay. Give me an attack roll, please, my good man. Okay. With my bonus, my attack, uh, my ballistic skill is 60. Precisely two degrees of success, which is enough on semi-auto to give you one extra hit. Um, so, yes, that's two hits, plus one because you're firing explosive is three. Plus one because of my uh, horde killing armor. Good old machine right. spirit. So that's, again, another... Another plus four, basically, total. All right, then. Well, your bolt pistol fire scythes into the horde that has just been chainsawed, uh, blasted by a frag grenade, so... That's like another eight magnitude or something, right? Um, basically, yes. Uh, they've taken 11 magnitude this turn, and for God's sake, is this lot hardcore or what? They keep passing their brake tests. It's a fanatical devotion to the space folk, buddy. Mm. I, well, I was going to say, these guys are fighting for a cause, it sounds like. Uh. I say we divest them of their life and their fanaticism. I don't know, I got mine to run away. I don't know what you guys are doing. <laughs> oh, all right, calm down. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, it's wait. Not, I remember it's not now. a competition. I was creating cover for all your asses. That's what I was doing. <laughs> Correction, all their asses. Mm. All right, yeah, space all of vampire. us weren't dumb enough to try and jump back into the middle of a screaming fanatical horde. Get used to I'll it. I will grant you, though, Edward Cullen is deadly. True, true. It's because he's a space vampire. Yes. <laughs> Hang on tight, spider monkey, I believe the line was. I have no uh, idea what any of you are talking about, and I'm actually thinking that might not be a bad thing. It's Blood not, Angels are space vampires. Not. Are you quoting Anne Rice or Twilight? Yes. I'm glad he admitted that and I didn't. I have no idea what you're talking about. I, I just plead ignorance. <laughs> Top of the initiative. 
Um, yes, top of the initiative. So where are we? <laughs> What's left standing around me? <laughs> yeah. Um... Cover. <laughs> They've got to be down to like the last three or four guys. Come on. <laughs> All right, then. Top of the round. Let me just make a quick roll. If Sidekick, you know, thinks about letting me, giving me a result from that roll, I did format it correctly. I'm sure I did. You got 28. 28. Yeah. How the hell did I get a 28 on a 1D 10 plus 3? You rolled 1D 100, dude. Uh, No, I just tried to roll a 1D 10 plus 3 a couple of minutes ago. and 28 was from the horde breaking or not breaking. Yeah. It didn't show up. Uh, all right it looks like oh finally it's given me a friggin result okay thank you uh right you know when we actually get ourselves a servo skull we totally need to call it sidekick and just move the sidekick bot from online to the <laughs> kill team section. That's all that's all you, Sim. You're responsible for making a cool skull robot for us. I can do that. The servo skulls are so weird and creepy. They, they really are. are. They? But also awesome. Like they're they're weird, like mobile television slash telephone slash uh, recording devices. They're like PDAs. It's like if you had a skull that worked as modern mobile phone in your pocket at all yeah, times. Yeah, it's gothic series. Just floated around beside it's you. It's gothic series. <laughs> that is. Where's, where's the, 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 uh, gothic go. series is the name of my fourth album. Can we rename Sidekick to Gothic Siri? You'll have to pardon me, I folks. Swear I'm just sh- noting these down as Sim goes. So far, I've got, I've got two album names: Space Marines Don't Do Paperwork and Gothic Siri. Um, these are episode names. These are episode names. Oh, oh absolutely, yeah, wow. <laughs> they are. Yes. They are. <laughs> I was gonna name the first episode "Space Marines Don't Do Paperwork." Mm. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I second that motion. And now all I can imagine is that bit out of uh, Aliens, where where I was just like, "What's the matter? They got you pushing too many pencils." You oh, know, just like Predator, utterly yes, utterly roid Rajani. Ah, uh, Predator, that's it, not Alien. Good times. Uh, somebody's so, gonna so- have to. Someone's gonna have to listen back through to this and just mine it for all the cool quotes that. Uh, um, that we've missed it's just because we've been too busy playing the damn game. That's part of my job, man. I'm going <laughs> to do that, all of that. You maniac, sir. Um, I was just basically just going to put we these need up. Fans. Maybe put some. We do. We do. We need fans. Um, I mean, aside from ourselves, but yeah, um, we need people to do fan arts. All right. We are getting distracted. Um, 
and I think we're getting to the point where in maybe in about half an hour we might have to just take a quick sanity break. Um, 45 minutes or so. A half hour will be good because I have to go pick up my lady at work. So. Ah, good idea. Okay. All right then. Um, so, uh, top of the initiative order, and I will make a quick note, uh, a couple of things that you guys notice happening um, Firstly, across the way, behind the enemy line, it looks like there is another um, group of these rebels that is collecting themselves like they're about to make a push out uh, beyond the line towards the PDF. And another thing that you notice, let me just reopen my notebook and frantically find my session one notes here. It's a problem. got so much... Get your grenades ready. Mm. Okay. Um, Please don't. <laughs> well, well, if you get your ass back here behind my cover, you won't have a problem then, sweetheart. It's <laughs> never going to happen. That There's no gonna... glory in that. Mm. Space Marines don't do paperwork. <laughs> Space vampires don't do cover. Okay. Very awful. <laughs> no interns whatsoever. All right. So the other thing that you guys notice, especially um, Gideon, well, pretty much everyone who is still uh, within friendly lines, um, has no. One thing that you do notice is that uh, the planetary defense force troops are weary now that they've. Um, They've, funnily enough, it's odd that now that the raking fire from the heavy weapons team is finished, it's almost like now they're getting the chance to be able to talk amongst each other, and what you're kind of hearing is not good. Um, you're starting to hear of uh, hear a lot of, we're doomed, we're getting cut to pieces here, we've got to fall back, where are we going to fall back? Two, there's nowhere left. I don't care. We can't do this anymore. We've got to get out of here. Um, yes, you are seeing a lot of, I mean, hell, nervousness in a situation like this. It's night. It's pouring down with cold rain. Um, you're basically shooting a bunch of distant, maddened people over the bodies of your comrades. It's It's... Stinking, it's muddy. I mean, you know, it's World War frickin' 1 up to 11. Um, and your uh, your allies who you've just encountered uh, are pretty much close to breaking. And you do notice that the captain who you spotted earlier is going up and down the line and doing his best to basically say, just keep pouring it on, hold the line, hold! The Space Marines are here. We have reinforcements. And unfortunately, excuse me one second now, I've got a dog who's actually barking to uh, get back at, let back in. I think I'm going to try and rally the troops when I get a chance. When my, when my initiative rolls around, I'm good with dealing with the uh, servants of the Imperium. Good, because I have zero use for them. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna move. Oh, come on, dude. They're at least a blade of armor. You don't have boobs. You're a space marine. They've just boobs. been replaced with muscle. All my oh, booms. booms! I have a pocket full of booms, man. 
I'm glad I came in at the tail end of that conversation. I think I, I got an idea of what you guys were on about, but uh, yes. Anyway, okay. Only the viewers will know. <laughs> it's a secret to everyone, except it's not. Okay, so top of the order, new turn. Matthias, what are you doing? Do I still have people around me, or did she basically just vaporize all of them? Uh, she, uh, Brother Avalon did not vaporize all of them. There are still some left, but uh, yeah, the, uh, the group is, by your eye, a third of the strength that it was when you first encountered them. Then I'm going to full-on attack and bloody the last of them. All right, then. Another all-out attack. Give me a 1d100 roll, please, and add 20 to your weapon skill. And I'm okay. rolling against a 75, so I got a 53, and I'm rolling against a 75. Fantastic. So that is two degrees of success, which against a horde effectively gives you two more hits. So, um, uh, yeah, with the minimum damage from your chainsword, that is absolutely no problem. So... Uh, All right. And as they've just taken 25% of their remaining strength... <laughs> Bloody heck, these guys are just not folding. Um, all right. Gideon, your turn. Uh, now, you said it looked like there was another group ready to, to peel off and head our way? Uh, you, uh, I did indeed, yes. Uh, there is a fair bit of cover between uh, them and you, but, uh, yep, you can certainly try and take a punt at them. Uh, yeah, well, I think Matthias has got the last of those poor fellows uh, well looked after. Um, I might as well see what I can do about this new new group. you got the best range out of all of us anyway, dude. If anyone's going to hit them, it's going to be you. Yeah, are they... How far away are they? Um, around about, uh, say, 60 metres. Okay. That's still short range for me. Yep, 75. 75 glorious metres of short range. Oh no! Uh, that doesn't sound good. That's that's a Ooh. that's a one hundred. That's well, a jam. Oh. Yikes! Is that a jam? Yeah. Ah <laughs> uh, well, I suppose it uh, had to happen sooner or later. It looks like it's happened sooner in the campaign. So, uh, you pick up this messing group in your optics, pivot your position, shift your feet slightly, line up your heavy bolter. Press the trigger, and there is this horrid noise as the action locks up around a bolt shell that seems to have not loaded into the chamber properly. 
So, uh, yes, at the moment, your weapon is jammed. I genuinely just winced at that description, Rob. Standing next to him, though, right? Um, Yes, you are. Okay. So, and you are, of course, a tech marine. So, yeah, so that's right. Cool thing you can do. I'm hoping so that by the time he gets to my turn, I will have found something cool that I can do and take his gun and fix it and hand it back. Yes, Brother Avalon is Jake the Pig with the extra arm. Oh, I'm going to make me a gothic Siri and it is going to be hanging off my shoulder and it's going to be awesome. But now, no, don't have one yet. Mm. Hang on. Okay, so on a modified result of 96 to double zero, in addition to being an automatic miss, also indicates the weapon is jammed. A jammed weapon cannot be fired until it is cleared. Clearing a jam is a full action, which requires a ballistic skill test. If the test is successful, then the jam has been cleared, though the weapon needs to be reloaded and any ammo in it is lost. Okay. If the test is failed, the weapon is still jammed, though the character can attempt to clear it again next round. All right. So uh, I would say in that case, as you are standing right next to Brother Gideon, uh, Brother Avalon, you can, and you're a tech marine, you can try and make that jam roll, uh, see if you can basically clear his weapon for him. So his, if you can, his next action will be trying to make another shot. Yeah, okay. but I'm on initiative 11, and those dudes who are about to smack um, Matthias in the face are on 12. Hmm. All right. Good point. So, speaking of those dudes who are about to smack Matthias in the face, they attempt to smack Matthias in the face. And fail again. Probably. I mean, even if they... 53... (laughs) (laughs) If only their um, uh, weapon skill rolls were as good as their uh, willpower rolls for resisting a break. (sighs) All right, then. Um, in that case, Brother Avalon, uh, you need to make a weapon skill, oh, sorry, a ballistic skill test to clear that jam. Um, oh, that's not good. No. All right. Um, right at the moment, I am not going to be needlessly cruel and say you have made the situation worse, as fun as it would be, but, um... Basically, in your next turn, Gideon, you're either going to have to try and clear this jam yourself, uh, or you're going to have to pull your bolt pistol and use that instead. Or grab mine while I fix it. Mm. Now, does um, I like? I have a lot of uh, bonuses to ballistic skill. Do they all count towards this trying to fix a jam? Um. Pretty much. Let's see. Uh, do your bonuses to ballistic still count for specific circumstances, or are they just I don't general think bonuses? So. I say a bunch. I mean, I'm thinking of one in particular, which is from my armor. I don't think it was in specific instances. Yeah, 
Yeah, it just says it's a ballistic skill test. So, um, hey, for crying out loud, you're a space marine. I'm going to say, no, you don't get a bonus. Of course you get a freaking bonus. Yeah, the description of the armor just says you get plus five to ballistic skill. It doesn't say anything about okay. four attacks or anything like that. Yeah, so, yeah, it's your call. Now, you can try and clear right. the gem again, although it will take a full action. Uh, or you can just uh, ready a different weapon. I think if you're a space marine, if you have a look at that handy-dandy bonus sheet I set up for you, let's see. Spit acid. Uh, within my fire promo, fire basic weapons one-handed. Make a cold shot as a half action. I think you guys, there we go, draw pistol, basic weapon, or one-handed melee weapon as a free action. So you could potentially take um, two shots with a bolt pistol, um, or go semi-auto next turn if you decide not to try reloading your, um, uh, pardon me, clearing the jam on your heavy bolter. Okay. All right then. Oh, okay. Uh, and we're coming up to half past nine. So, do we want to take that quick break now? Uh, could I take my turn first? It's going to be really quick. Absolutely, yeah. We'll do. I'll tell you what. We'll wrap this round up, and then we'll take the break. So, uh, so I'm going to talk, and then please tell me if it's a half action or a full action. Okay. I mean, in character, I'm going to talk. Yeah, of course. Go for it. So basically, uh, Gladius will half turn to the imperial to the to the imperial citizens behind him, mm. and say, "You do not need to fall back, for the shield of the emperor stands before you." <laughs> I, I, I like and essentially, that. I want to try and rally their spirits. No uh, maybe with the command roll. Uh, okay, that would be, and let me just double check because this was a specific uh, uh, thing that we've worked in. Okay. Uh, yes, I would say, uh, give me a challenging command roll, either that or just a straight up fellowship test if you're not trained. Uh, um, I Everyone has basic command, right? So I think so, yeah. Uh, let's have a look at uh, skill cheat But sheet. because I'm a favoured son, uh, I Ooh. get to re-roll my dice if I don't like the result I get. Ah, fantastic. Well, that's good. So I would say... Uh, where are we? Command. So, yeah, command is an untrained skill, so you'd be using half... Yeah, you'd be at half your fellowship. So, uh, where are so we? So, that would be a fail. Um, I'm going to re-roll that and see if I can get under 20. Okay. Unfortunately not. Are we able Was that to a half do a... or a full action? Um, I will say that's a half action. Then I'm going to take a pop-off with my pistol as well. Okay. I, I'm just... Hang on. So is this like Seven Seas where I can add my fate dice to an action that um, Gladius is taking? Uh, with fate points, they're pretty much added to your own rolls. So where are we? Um, in my piles and piles and scattered piles of paper... 
there is a list of things that you can spend fate points on. So with my ballistic skill of 50, I just rolled an 18. Boo. <laughs> okay. So while my, my words might not have been very efficient. No, your bullets definitely were. But my gun. <laughs> <clears throat> so that was a standard shot. Um, all right. And which one, uh, which group were you shooting at? The one that's uh, trying to uh, mess Matthias is one because the other guys are way too far away. Yeah. Okay, then. So you basically do... It's 1d10 plus 9 twice, and then plus 2 for extra magnitude damage from armor and explosive. Okay. And it's... So it's I got least... a de... mm. Oh, yeah. And it's oh. like... Is it a degree of success for every 10? Uh, not because you're basically you're taking a standard. Um, yeah, it's a degree of six for every the degree of success for every ten. Does that not increase the magnitude damage anyway, or not? No, because you're not firing semi-auto. You're basically taking oh, okay. a single round shot. That's all you can do with a half action. Okay, um, no worries. So, but, how much damage is that then? Uh, it is enough to make these guys basically realise, finally, that they are doomed and the remnants of them turn and leg it back behind their line and they keep running. Sweet. Kill okay. stealing for the win. All right, and in that case, the final action of the turn is this other mob are basically... Where are we? Select and move... They are making a straight-up sprint across the battlefield. Uh, not quite making it halfway, but uh, they fetch up behind a large tomb, which is enough to give them a little bit of cover. Um, so from your perspective, uh, you still at the chapel. They are coming up on your left. Uh, Matthias, they are pretty much... Uh, behind you over your left-hand shoulder. All right, then. In that case, I think it's time pretty much to take a quick break there, especially as we've had uh, virtually two straight hours of combat as we uh, get our grips on this system. So I think that's made a full episode of content. We'll, um, I'll kill the recording there. So ladies and gentle folks of the listening audience, please come back in a week's time, or actually, if I launch this all at once, uh, please make sure that you download episode two. I'm not sure whether that's going to be called Gothic Siri or whether we'll actually save that for when Brother Avalon gets his servo skull. Um... But if not, I'm sure we'll come up with a funky name for it. In the meantime, thank you very much for listening, and may the Emperor's grace be with you. The Administratum wishes to offer its thanks to all loyal subjects of the Imperium for listening to this podcast whilst at toil in devotional service to the Emperor. The Administratum mandates that you subscribe to and or follow the High Lords of Terror who created and starred in this episode. Rob Farker is on Twitter 
Twitch, Instagram, and other such venues as by Rob F. Scott Doucette is on Twitter and other such venues as podcast underscore bay. And his podcast, Podcast Bay, can be found at www.podcastbay.net. Sim Lauren is on Twitter and other such venues as Painty Sim and on YouTube as Sim Lauren. Ian Ketch Sinclair is on Twitter as Five Star Dad. And Rebel Wolf is on Blogspot at Fort Wynn. That's Fort W Y N.blogspot.com. Should you wish to partake in the creation of your own adventures of secret space marine action, the Administratum wishes to remind loyal subjects that they can purchase the Death Watch Core Rulebook and all supplements in PDF format via DriveThruRPG. The Administratum also mandates that all loyal subjects visit the website www.ulyssesus, that is Uniform, Lima, Indigo, Sierra, Sierra, Echo, Sierra, hyphen, Uniform, Sierra, dot com, and subscribe to their newsletter for their new addition to the Warhammer 40,000 roleplay line, Wrath and Glory! The Administratum now terminates this episode with this thought for the day. I have been afraid of changing because I have built my life around you. But time makes one bolder. Even children get older. And I am getting another one of these unsanctioned missives. Who wrote this? It's probably another one of Eustace's. Oh, but this actually has attribution. Canoness Superior Stephanie Nix. And the codicil here states that it is a hymnal known to be encountered by... What sort of kill team designation is Fleetwood Mac? <laughs>